Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Secrets of Supermom show. Last week, we talked about the secret of motivation and how supermoms are able to go, go, go. So one of the reasons, and really the biggest reason that they can go, 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 is that they know when to stop. They know how to prioritize rest. They know how to take care of themselves, and they know how to turn it off so that when they need to turn it on, they can. So why bother to rest? Why should you actually prioritize self-care? Use the self-care tips from this very episode. Why should you not just keep doing what you're doing? And the answer is exhaustion, frustration, and ultimately burnout. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about what burnout actually is. I think burnout can be felt in really a lot of ways, depending on where you're feeling burnt out the most. But I do like this definition. So I, um, in writing the book, found a research review about burnout at work specifically. And they defined burnout as a psychological syndrome emerging as a prolonged response to interpersonal stressors on the job. The three key dimensions of this response are overwhelming exhaustion, feelings of cynicism, and detachment from the job, and a sense of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. So let's assume that this definition can apply at work, it can apply at home, it can apply in volunteer responsibilities, really any element of our life, or even, I mean, our whole life, right? When you feel burnout, you feel exhausted, and you feel detached from your life. That's really the point. You feel exhausted and detached from your life. It doesn't allow you to feel present and energized and happy. And if we're not energized and present and happy, we can't be there for our family. We can't be there for our team. And then ultimately, we can't even be there for ourselves. So I want you to ask yourself really an honest question. Have you ever been burnt out? Have you ever felt like you were teetering on the edge of burnt out, burnout? Maybe are you burnt out right now? I know I have felt this feeling. So I tell this story in a little bit more detail in the book. But in 2018, I took on a huge volunteer project. Uh, I was president of our school's parent-teacher association. And within three weeks of taking on that project, I got a huge promotion at work. So really, at the very same time, I had a lot of changes happening at work. I had the, the situation that I always had with my family, which was a traveling husband, four small children, lots of drop-offs, lots of pickups, lots of activities. And then I had this new volunteer project. So let's just say at the end of that year, I was exhausted. I really kind of hated everything. I even hated the things that I used to love doing. I hated all the things, not just the things that were overwhelming to me. It Everything became overwhelming to me. So I, by the end of that year, in order to fulfill all my responsibilities, I had truly zero free moments for me for, to fill my own cup, to, to build my energy. And I was just exhausted. So in, again, in doing research for the book, um, I found a quote or, or a, a definition from Dr. Clark Gaither. Uh, he is a burnout expert. And he said that the opposite of burnout is engagement. 
And that year, I felt no engagement. So what I did at the end of that year was I said to myself, I am not going to do this again. I will not feel this way again. And so my goal was to be engaged and intentional with my life. So I actually made a plan. Um, And I'll tell you a few things that I added to this plan, but I was excited about the plan. So, and it worked really well for me. I'll tell you kind of what, what that turned out to be. But I said, okay, in this coming year, I am going to start going to concerts again. I hadn't been to a live concert. And I said, I am going to live concerts. And so I got tickets for four different concerts. I went to Pink. I went to the New Kids on the Block with a bunch of girlfriends. I went and saw Aerosmith in Vegas. And then I went on a date night with Jeremy to go see Corn. We had a fantastic time at every single one. Totally different experience of, of each concert. But what a wonderful way to spend time with people that I love. I also decided that Jeremy and I would go on a date night every single month. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, what in the world? That is so infrequent, right? You're thinking, we go on a weekly date night. What is wrong with you? But I have to tell you that we had slipped into going on dates maybe every six months, maybe not even every six months. Y'all, that's like one or two dates a year. It was fairly pathetic. And if you're, if you're in that situation, I know you feel me, that you know you need more time with your spouse. You just are not prioritizing it. And so monthly seemed doable. And it was really a vast improvement. I also decided that our little family would either go on vacation or do some sort of staycation as a family every quarter. So that meant four times that year, I was going to do some sort of vacation restful activity. And I decided I was going to say yes to friend dates. That year I was so busy. I said no a lot. I said no to dinners. I said no to happy hours. I said no to even just quick lunches out. I had to say no to so many things. So I decided I am going to say yes. And not only did that mean more dinners out, more time with friends, but I also got invited to a monthly bunco night and I said yes. And it was amazing. And we had so much fun. So that year, honestly, It was one of the best ever. I felt so much more aligned in my life. I did not feel burnt out at all. And y'all, my job hadn't changed. And actually, because in 2019, I had made this decision, I hadn't even let go of the entire volunteer opportunity. So by shifting my time and saying yes to the things that were important to me and I knew would be rest for me, I was able to decide where I needed to delegate, decide where I needed to pull things off my schedule, and I was able to enjoy the rest of that year so much more. Okay, so as you can see, and by giving me giving some examples here, rest is not sleep. I'm not talking to you about getting a good night's sleep here. We're talking about fulfilling yourself so that you can fulfill others. You can call it self-care, you can call it rest, you can call it wellness, you can call it me time, you can call it whatever you want, but that's really our goal here. So I want to get into a few ways that you can prioritize rest today yourself. You all know how much I love lists and brain dumps and mind maps and really anything that gets all of your ideas out on paper for you to see them and then work with them. So my very first tip to you is make a list of everything that feels like rest. Make a list of everything that feels like rest. If you listen to episode nine, which was the secret of happiness, we actually made a happiness list. So you might already have that list you could pull from. If you didn't hear that episode, it's awesome. Go to it. It's one of my favorites. But also you could um, start here from scratch and, and you don't need that happiness list. 
But if you do have that, a lot of the things on your happiness list might apply here. They may feel restful to you. Sometimes things that make us happy are not entirely restful. And so, and that's okay if they don't totally overlap. But really everything on your list should be what fills you up instead of drains you, what brings you energy instead of zaps energy, what is relaxing to you, and what feels like a break. Those types, if you think about those types of things, that's what you want to include on your rest list. So I, for me, you can see that my rest list is pretty active. I, I told you some of the things that I added for my year and all of those things involve time with other people and they involve some sort of me being active and, and moving around and, and interacting in some way. Not everybody wants that, right? Sometimes your rest is going to be taking a bubble bath by yourself with no one banging on your door. You know, it might be taking a yoga class. It might be reading a favorite book. Maybe it's laying by the pool with a magazine and just relaxing. Maybe it's a date night with your spouse in the backyard. Maybe it's getting a massage, getting a facial, getting a pedicure. Maybe it's watching a romantic comedy and eating popcorn and laughing or, or crying or both. Uh, maybe that is what is rest for you. Whatever that is, you want to create your list and then and determine what is going to make you feel rested. So now you have your list. Now what do you do? You need to determine what you need and when, you when you're actually going to do it. So do you need 20 minutes a day to meditate? Do you need a massage once a month? Would that be restful to you? Would that be enough? Do you need time out with friends every other week or monthly or every week? Do you uh, need a date night every week? Do you need a date night every month? Whatever it is, you decide what is going to be best for you because we are all very different with this. Some things that feel like self-care, like a bubble bath, for example, are very ugh to the rest of us, <laughs> like me. I do not want to take a bubble bath. So you're going to decide for you what do you need and how often do you need it. And then you're going to put it on your stinking calendar. You're going to actually schedule time to do whatever it is. And even if that's a bubble bath, you're going to talk to your spouse or you're going to get a babysitter or you're going to do whatever you need to do to get that quiet bubble bath to yourself. So the one of the best self-care tips really that I can give to you is make a plan and put a specific date and time down so that you know when you're going to do it. Now, maybe it's a yoga class every week. Okay, you're going to put that on the calendar and every week you're going to take that class. Or maybe it's a massage once a month and you are far in advance going to book those massages out and you're going to make sure you get those. Now, you have time on your calendar. You've got your list. You know what you're going to be doing. You know what's going to make you feel like a million bucks. So now what? For me, I have two more reminders that I want you to take to heart because I know that here are some things that we often, that we often don't do. So I have two rules that I want you to follow essentially. I want you to number one, go all in. And number two, don't break promises to yourself. So what do I mean? For number one, go all in. I want you to dedicate your entire focus to the rest that you have chosen. You will not multitask. You will not do it while you're having a million distractions. You are going to luxuriate in the time that you have dedicated to yourself, no matter what that is. You're going to be fully present for date night, fully present in your bubble bath, fully present for your massage, whatever it's that you've chosen to do, fully present in reading your book that you've chosen to read or your magazine. So I want you to really decide that this is going to be something you focus on. And by being fully intentionally present in that, it's really going to give you the rest that you need. The second one is that 
sadly, no one is going to make you rest. No one is going to say, oh, you really should get that massage every month and I'm going to make sure you do that. Now, maybe you have a spouse that does that, but most of us don't. And maybe you have a friend that would remind you to do these things, but most of us don't. You are not going to be forced to rest. And if you skip it, no one's going to know. And at the beginning, if you're not looking burnt out, overwhelmed, exhausted, they may not know that it's really taking its toll on you. So you have to make sure that you take the time and you don't break that promise to yourself that you will take that time. You deserve it. You are worth it. It is your time and you have to take it. So again, you deserve it and you are worth it. You deserve to have that rest time. All right. So what if your schedule is just berserko, right? It's bananas. You have so many things. You're like, when am I going to put this rest in? First of all, let's take a look at our time. Uh, we'll talk more about that in some coming episodes, some time management priorities and that sort of thing. So I definitely have some, some more tips coming for you. But what if you just could use five minutes a day? So I'm going to talk a little bit about things that you can do, five different ones, in fact, that you can do in five minutes a day. If you have only five minutes, there are a few ways that you can achieve this feeling of relaxation and kind of de-stress in really no time. Number one is the hypnobirthing rest. I call this the hypnobirthing rest because it uses a strategy of breathing from hypnobirthing to feel completely relaxed. So some of you know that I elected with my babies to, I didn't want to use pain medication. So I wanted to have these medication-free births and that was my goal with my first child and then it worked. So I went on with my second kiddos my second, third, fourth. Um, when I was with my first child, I was when I was pregnant, I thought, what am I going to do? How am I, I can't just walk in and be like, oh, I'm going to have a baby and I'm not going to use pain meds. I need to have some sort of strategy. And I had read a lot about hypnobirthing and I thought, I think I want to do this. I think that this makes sense to me. So I took a class and I learned so many strategies. And if you're interested in hypnobirthing, and you have questions, totally DM me. If you are interested in, um, in you know, even thinking about it, then, then let me know. And, and you will learn tons and tons of strategies. But for me, I used one. There was one breathing technique that I used, and it was incredibly effective because I had four babies with no pain meds, um, inductions included. So I, I'm very, very strong proponent of this very quick breathing um, activity. But what you're going to do is you're going to sit very still, and comfortably. I actually like to lay down to do this, but you can absolutely do it sitting up. I also like my palms facing up. Um, so I have my, my hands uh, on my lap, but my palms are facing up. And so what you're going to do is you're going to slowly inhale, but you're going to focus on your stomach. You are going to think about blowing your stomach up like a balloon. So you can see why this is for hypnobirthing because you're actually focusing on your abdomen where your baby is. Um, you're filling it up like a balloon. You can do this though, like I said, without a baby, without being pregnant, and it's amazing. So you are going to fast count as high as you can while you're inhaling. So inhale one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, as high fast as you can, you're going to count as high as you can until that balloon is absolutely full. Once you're full, you're going to blow out as slow as you can because you're trying to get to the same number. So when I'm really good at this, when I'm really practicing this on a regular basis, I can get up to like 30 or 40. Um, I, I'm counting very high. 
Now, maybe you only get to 10 and that's okay. You only get to 10 and then you're going to slowly blow out to 10. And you're going to do this breathing technique over and over. Just that very simple technique. And as you continue to practice it, you will feel incredibly relaxed. Um, it is a very powerful relaxation technique. And it's also really fast. Like I said, you can do this in five minutes and feel much better. All right. Similar to this is called the anti-anxiety rest. So this one I actually learned in grad school. My, um, my professor knew that we were about to lose our minds over this test. We knew it would be very hard. She was very tough. Uh, and we were all very stressed out. We, you know, you could just kind of feel the crazy in the room. So she had us take all of our stuff and put it on the floor. And all of us are like, what is happening? Uh, she told us to close our eyes and she told us to focus on our breathing. And this is another breathing technique. So if you don't like the fast count and the, and the focus on your stomach, this is just a filling your lungs with air to the count of eight and then blowing that back out to the count of eight. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then you exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You repeat that four or five times and then you'll open your eyes back up. And again, it's just a really fast technique to slow your breathing slow your mind and reduce that anxiety that you have in any situation. All right. Number three is called the body relaxation rest. So instead of focusing on your breathing, you're actually going to focus on your body. Um, for, for some folks, focusing on pieces of their body is more restful for them than focusing on their breathing because their mind might wander a bit more with breathing. Uh, sometimes that's a little more of a challenge. So sometimes you might just want to focus on your actual body and focusing on your body helps that wandering mind. So you're going to be sitting or lying still and you'll start at the bottom of your body. So you're going to start with your feet and you are just going to focus on your feet and you'll make them tense and then you'll relax them as much as you can. And slowly, you're just going to move up your body. So you're going to think of your calves. You're going to make them tense and then relax them. You're going to move up to your, your quads. You're going to make them tense and you're going to relax them. And again, you're moving up your entire body all the way to your head. And that's allowing your body to feel that tense sensation and then feel that relaxation. And that really can help you relax your entire body if you do start from the bottom and move all the way to the top. All right. The next one, number four, is a little bit unique and a little bit different than the other rest um, talks that we've been doing. And this one's called the visualization rest. So when you feel yourself at a breaking point, when you feel yourself getting to the point where you maybe want to scream at your kids or you are very frustrated at work or you are really just know you're about the edge of, of what you can handle, right? You're going to lose your cool quickly. This is a good time to try that. So you could go cry in the bathroom, sure. But this is another technique that you might want to try instead, and it might be more effective for you. So this is taking a break from whatever it is that you're doing and actually visualizing your next encounter. So let's say you're super frustrated with your kids and you've got to have a hard conversation or you're super frustrated with your team and you need to have a hard conversation. You are going to sit down for five minutes and you are going to visualize yourself having that conversation with them. You're going to visualize what you'll actually say. So you're going to see yourself in your mind doing exactly what it is that you're doing. Where, where are you standing? 
How do you feel? What are your hands doing? You're going to see yourself speaking. What are you saying? How are you talking? Are you screaming? I hope not. The visualization goal is that you are not screaming, that you are talking calmly, that you are being able to maintain composure, right? You are, your voice is even, your hands are soft, you, your back is not tense, your back is relaxed, and you are watching this conversation, this interaction happen, and then when your interaction is done, you're going to stop and you're going to open your eyes back up. And what allow, this allows you to do is to see your life the way you want it. So it see, you see the interaction before it happens. And your mind then believes that this is how it's going to happen. They, your mind says, ah, this is how we react in these situations. I've done this before. And then your body and your mind tend to follow that visualization instead of following the act of frustration instead of just reacting to a situation. So that can help with the, your reaction to the situation, but it can also feel restful to you because you are not living in the moment of stress. You're letting yourself pause before you just react to that. All right. And then one more. So we have our last one is the active rest. The active rest is moving your actual body. So you know that like little kids and pets even will stand up and stretch, right? That is all of that tension in their body. They're getting it out of their body. So we want to stretch when we first wake up in the morning, but you can use this throughout any part of your day. So stand up and feel where you might be tense. Maybe it's your neck, your shoulders, especially if you sit at a computer, you're typing all day. Maybe it's your legs. Maybe you've been, um, you know, been standing for a long time, or maybe you've just been clenching a part of your body because you're stressed and you didn't even realize it. So notice where that tension is and then just move around. Do what feels good. If it feels good to stretch, do that. If it feels good to put your arms over your head, do that. If it feels good to bend down and touch your toes or, or lean to one side, do that. Um, things that people like to do, arm circles, shoulder raises, head rolls, calf raises, any of these movements that get us out of what we're typically doing can help us feel that restful feeling. So for five minutes, just spend that time on your body, spend your time stretching, spend your time moving around, and you'll see that you feel much more relaxed and you can feel that rest just by moving. All right, so our one small step today, easy enough, is to pick one of these five-minute rests, pick one of these very fast, restful activities, and try it tonight. Uh, and let me know if you do, because it's always fun to hear how these work for people and, uh, you know, and if they have any sort of differences that they kind of use on their own to, to make it more restful for them. All right, friends, if you are listening to this in real time, you know that we are in the midst of a giveaway. So as a reminder, there are two ways to enter. You can review the Secrets of Supermom show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it, and send it to me via email or DM. You can screenshot you listening to the Secrets of Supermom show on whatever platform you're using and share it to social media, tag me so I see it, and then you get an entry for the giveaway. If you do both, you get two entries. So you can do both. You can do one. You can do the other. It's up to you. We started the contest on June uh, 17th. Is that right? Yes. June 17th. And it ends on June 27th at 11 p.m. Pacific time. So we are ending it on Sunday. On Monday, we will choose the winner at random. Uh, and everyone wants to know, what do you win, right? What do you win? You win a hardcover copy of the Secrets of Supermom book. You, um, we just released the hardcover version last month 
And so very few people have it. So you get a hardcover copy. You get the Secrets of Supermom workbook that you can download via PDF. You get the hard copy of that. So you can write in it. You can make notes in it. You can use any of the pieces in it. You get a super cute Supermom mug for your coffee, for your tea, whatever you want to use. You get a Supermom journal so that you can use that either for journaling or note taking or just making all of your lists. You know, as I love lists, I, I'm happy to have a, a notebook for you that just includes a million lists. That's great, too. Uh, you will get that whole prize pack if you win. And I want to just wish you good luck. If you have questions, send me a message and I will see you next week, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized Supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.